Shack Baggerly. Shack Baggerly. Shack Baggerly. Hello and welcome to the 19th episode of Shat Bagley. Good to have you along and thank you for listening in. Other things with the number 19. Acres of pizza eaten daily in the US. Percentage of the world's goats living in India. And days in the gestation period of a laboratory mouse. This week, when I caught up with Howard, he was sporting his brand new pair of glasses. And as always, there's a story to be had. These are the ones that I use for looking at the screen and reading. So they're kind of very focal, so I can see you nice and clear, because uh, my old ones were in need of a new prescription. So I bought two pairs. I bought these and a pair for distance. And uh, oh, I don't like them. Oh, Howard, where are they? Have we got they're, them handy? Yeah. So the <laughs> ones I'm looking at... These are, are, are kind of work glasses if you if you like right but these are the ones can i just say the ones that you're wearing now i would have said they look identical to your previous glasses (laughs) there is no difference at all which is what you're after they're they're actually they're actually a little bit thinner and if i tilt my head they've got a kind of slight blue flash to them which you probably can't see so put your other ones on then let's see (laughs) Can Take you, these off yeah, and yeah. Put, the, put the others on. These are the... Um, the ones you can't the see, ones me. I don't like. And I'll be truthful. No. Um, there's, n- there's not a lot of difference. <laughs> are they brown? Oh, they're black. Oh. They yeah. don't look a lot different. No, they I don't. don't. I don't, I don't are they a bit think bigger? So. I think they might be a little bit bigger, <laughs> but again, it's that... It's that thing that they're a bit... Um, right, tell you what, let's take a picture. Small, uh, not small, a bit a bit thin and a bit kind of uh, nondescript. Right, right. Yeah. I'm going to take a picture of you. These are the glasses you don't like. No, should... I, sh- I shouldn't be smiling, should I? I should be looking very, oh, very... Oh, yes, good good point. Oh, so you don't like these. Now put the ones on that you do like. Well, I d- I, I, to be honest, I don't... I'm not in love with either of them, but I... These have grown on me a little bit. So what facial expression are you going to use for these? Uh, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Not a lot of difference. What, what really annoyed me was that, you know, sometimes when you go to opticians and they say, oh, 30 days, no quibble guarantee. You know, if you're not happy, then we'll refund you or exchange them or something. And the opticians that I went to don't do that. So basically, oh, I'm so sorry you're not happy with them. Would you like to pay today? Yes. (laughs) I'm going to put that on our Instagram and Facebook pages. I like them. I don't think there's hardly any difference, and we'll see what the listener says. Ah, but you see, the story doesn't end there because... There's more. (laughs) (laughs) I sourced some very, very impactful glasses. So I've gone ahead and ordered another pair of glasses online without lenses in and I shall now when they arrive I'm going to uh, take them to the optician and say can you put me some lenses in these please and then they will be my performance glasses so for for when we do food festivals and things are they like Elton John's (laughs) they're not that (laughs) or Dame Edna Everidge do you know they might have a slight <gasps> look of David no. because they are they have got thicker arms. They're bigger on the sides as well. 
I'd, I'll be mortified if, if when these arrive, <laughs> A, they don't suit me, and B, you decided you don't like them. I, you know, you, you, you have great uh, influence on me, <laughs> and your view counts. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Well, I, it might be that I, I can't be seen on stage with you for that horrific. I, will, I shall wait and see. But it's wonderful because, you know, when online now, you can actually go on certain websites and, you know, like, obviously, we, you've got the camera on your computer. It takes a shot of you and then superimposes these glasses on you so you can try them on. Like oh. just sitting, oh. looking into the uh, into the computer screen. They all look really, really big. I think the scaling's a bit wrong, but anyway. Now, the other thing is, I was going to ask you, how is the diet going? Oh. It's not. We sort of drew a line under the diet after about three days, I think. We, we have indulged in, in wine again. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's not been a very long-lived diet. We need to practice some moderation. I think that's where I go wrong, though. You know, going back to the glasses, I, I think every year I buy something in error. Every so often I just make a mistake, I think. Now then, a couple of uh, things to mention. Yeah. Kim, with Mr Bottomley, gave us a shout-out, which was lovely. Anyway, since then, yeah. she's given us another shout-out on her own Facebook page, and we've had so many new listeners. So a huge thank you to you. For instance, Brenda, she went to check out our page after seeing Kim's video. She listened a couple of minutes and she's going to listen to more because she says we sound funny. Now, I'm not quite sure if she means we, we're funny or we sound particularly funny, which kind of ties in with Kathy. Now, Kathy, who's in, I think, Jacksonville, Florida, she says, um, I've been binge listening to them while I work at home. Their accents can get very thick when they themselves are cracking each other up. But love it. Thank you for suggesting them. <laughs> A thick accent. Thick accents. And Joy too as well, who's been, uh, who's been in touch. So it's been lovely, overwhelming, to be honest, this week. So thank you ever so much to everyone that's been in touch and do, uh, do keep your messages coming. And we have to say, that, um, the heat that they're having in America and Canada. Have you seen this, age? Yeah. No thoughts with everyone yeah. because it's sort of mid-40s. It's it's horrendous. I think it's even got to no, 50s. It's, it's, it's awful. I mean, we've, we, we're on a waiting list for a fan. I've uh, I, I tried to get hold of one a few months ago. We had a heart spell and I thought, well, I'll order a fan. And there weren't any available, so I put myself on this waiting list, but I've still not heard about it. I would, I would get rid of that and go somewhere else. You can get a fan, trust me. Do you know this is it? You know me. It's particularly after the glasses, I think I probably need to just <laughs> kind of calm down and stop spending so much. Anyway, um, bits and pieces that you've been looking at this week, what have you got? We're back in Philip Harbin again. And he's got a thing here about the souffle. Uh -huh. So he says, I suppose that of all the dishes I've televised, the one that has given me the most anxiety is the souffle. Not that it is extraordinarily difficult. You'll probably succeed the first time you try. But as the dish is rather temperamental in its behaviour, perverse fate seems to step in and decree that there shall be some slight snag. So he says he's made hundreds of souffles in his own home without a hitch. As soon as he comes to do it in front of the cameras, the worry starts. They've got a special glass oven at Alexandra Palace, which I presume is where the, uh, his shows were filmed. 
and it's got obviously as it's got a glass front they're looking to see the souffle rise however it says it's maybe this which gives my television souffle stage fright do you know what i was just thinking i think that does happen doesn't it it reminded me of when we were doing food festivals which i'm sure we will be again <laughs> very soon and you used to say to me it's all going very well and it was a sort of sense of irony because i do have a knack don't i of of trying to look kind of in control and failing miserably even at the first hurdle yeah i yeah. don't know what it is yeah but i don't want you to change so when i always say it's going really well Hart howard it's going really well it really is yeah it's just <laughs> any minute now it's going to go horribly wrong. The other thing that you've said is, this is this going to be the one where everything goes right? Yeah. And it's like, no, no. it never does. <laughs> no. We do have an event, though, don't we? If it's all, all systems go. 7th of August, you and I, it's our first one together. Beckley Show in Cheshire. Oh, I know. I'm looking forward to that. And do you know, it's made me think as well, because I think... It's been some time since since we did one now, hasn't it? It's, it's well over a year, isn't it? My last one was months. December 2019. So yes, you yeah. and me together would be September 2019. Gosh, it's ages. So I, I was, it was making me think, I, I think I need to, not only uh, is it the glasses, because we'll be making a, a, a welcome return. I really need something, a, a kind of demo that's got a little bit of added drama to it, I think. A little, a, a hint of peril or something. <laughs> so it's got to be something that I've never done before. could always do it blindfolded, <laughs> especially if you don't like your glasses. Well, I, I tell you, we, we have done. What, what's that phrase that we've done before? It's, it's not live and uncensored. Oh, is it, is it, without is it a, live and uncensored? No, without the use of a safety net. That's it. That's So I, I think I want at least one of those at Bethley where I just do it from start to finish and people think there is no way he is going to be able to do this in time. Oh, no. Because <laughs> it's going to be August, so what time does it get dark? <laughs> I've looked at Mrs. Beaton's All About Cookery again. Well, I found something that I've never had it, certainly. Let me have a get it up. Here we go. Melon and lemon jam. Melon and lemon jam? No. Four pounds of melon, brackets, weighed when repaired. <laughs> weighed <What>? when prepared. <laughs> oh, dear. Four lemons and three pounds of sugar. Peel the melon, remove the centre pith. Reserving the pips. Cut the flesh into cubes. Wash the lemons, wipe dry, and peel with a vegetable peeler to remove only the yellow rind. Cut the fruit in half, squeeze out the juice. Strain off the juice into a small bowl. Put the lemon peel, yellow part only, and the pips and pulp from the squeezer and the pips from the melon into a loose muslin bag. And add this to the melon in the preserving pan. Heat gently until the juice runs and then cook gently until the melon is tender and transparent. 30 to 45 minutes. Remove the muslin bag, add the lemon juice and sugar and stir without further heating until the sugar is completely dissolved. Bring to the boil, boil rapidly as possible until a set obtained. Yeah, and you'll yield approximately five pounds. So melon and lemon jam. 
I can't imagine what that tastes like. Well, I, I, melon doesn't have a very strong flavour, does it? And you would think that if you put in lemon in there, that's going to definitely become the dominant flavour. So I can't, I can't imagine what else it's going to taste of other than lemon. Mm. Have you tried it? Have you tried the recipe? No, because I only found this the other day, and I thought I would, but then I was going to ask you, because we mentioned lemon, um, I said to you, didn't I, when we were chatting a couple of weeks ago, that I'm having lemon juice in my warm water every morning. Been doing that for, yes. a, for a while. Yeah. And then I've started using the lemon rind in my porridge. And yes. you were going to try it, have you? I haven't tried it yet, no. <laughs> it's really lovely. That's a non-start, isn't it? <laughs> the lemons are still in the fridge. So, yeah, I, I could, uh, yeah, I must admit, I'd forgotten about that. And yes... It does sound very, very nice. I shall do it tomorrow morning. Will definitely. you? Will you? Yeah, definitely. No, I was just going to say, if you want to give me an alarm call in the morning, say, get your, get your lemons out. Excuse me. Why you got them in the fridge? You always put lemons in the fridge, don't you? you we've had this before about eggs, haven't we? I, I tend to refrigerate a lot of things, and I, I, don't, think, I, I don't think you do, do you? No. But, uh, lemons. No. no, I don't leave mine in the fridge. Let's have a see where lemons are supposed to be. Let's see what the world says. I wish we could grow them in this country. Lemons are best kept in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> do you peel carrots? If they're organic, no. No. But I do I, if I don't. I do if they're not. Yeah, I I don't always peel carrots because they say that they. Some of the vitamins lie just below the skin, don't they? Mm. So if you start peeling that away, then then you're losing you're losing some of that. But I did find that, you know, when I, when I regularly used to do make carrot cake, that if I didn't peel the carrots, you end up with little bits of green in your uh, oh. carrot cake mixture, and I could never work out what that was. Oh. It's like once it's the skin, once it's baked turns a, a bright green colour in, in carrot cake. Good Lord. Either that or something else was falling in that I didn't know what it was. Is it a bit, yeah. of, bit of okra? <laughs> I don't um, peel the dog's carrots, Harvey's. The just... dog's carrots? That sounds rather rude. Or he loves his carrot. Has it's a... like the dog's. <laughs> no. Has carrots for morning and carrots for tea. Talking about slightly rude, I did a... Um, a hen party at the weekend which was my first in-person event for quite some time so well you know that I was getting a little bit kind of anxious about the fact mm -hmm. I was having to go down to London and uh, you kindly texted me to see how I was coping on the way down there you said it was it was all going to go fine after that and it didn't <laughs> so <laughs> Because I had a rather, <clears throat> rather stressful journey down, and then it just got it, it it got even more complicated. Some of the food hadn't been delivered, so I then had to do a, a quick run round locally to try and find uh, fresh fruit. So raspberries, and um, came across the what looked like green grocers anyway. So I'm, I basically took all the punnets of raspberries that they'd got outside and a couple of blackberry punnets as well, just to be on the safe side. And she said, are you putting together a care package? She says, I'm teaching at this school down the road and we've no fruit. <laughs> that reminds me of one of my favourite stories, though, that we say on the, the stage about raspberries. Remember when 
you're saying when your days of Bake Off. So you were on Bake Off, was it 2013? Yes, yeah. yeah. And in those days, dried raspberries, freeze-dried raspberries weren't so popular, were they? Difficult to oh, buy. Oh, yeah, I think it was the series before or, or the one before that, yeah. Yeah, because you, you, you can now get freeze-dried raspberries from everywhere. But, yeah, the, the story was that someone had put uh, freeze-dried raspberries down in their uh, recipe and the food producer and the home economist ended up picking them out of a box of special care. Yeah, they couldn't get them any other way. <laughs> <laughs> Must say, because we, we're talking about America, when you do your courses, are you aware of there are some language differences, H? Yes, absolutely. Rocket, what we call rocket, what do they call rocket? Oh, the lettuce, um, you mean? Yes. Not arugula, is it? What's arugula? Arugula, arugula, yeah. Arugula, arugula. Is it? Oh, you yeah. see, I'm getting fluent in American English. <laughs> yeah, Arug arugula. Is it arugula, arugula? <laughs> you say tomato, I say tomato. Let's call the whole thing off. Yeah. But also, we we have um, you know we have coriander, and we can you can get two types of coriander. You can get the dried coriander that you would put in in curries and things like that, or you can get the fresh coriander, which is a green herb that that you chop up. In America, coriander is only the dried stuff. So I think not sure whether what the other one is called is it cilantro or have i made that up cilantro. i know there's the um oregano we say and they go oregano 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 what did you just oregano. say Salo up. cilantro Cilan yeah cilantro get you here i know this is it this is why <laughs> yeah you're on a roll well, they have egg, egg plants don't they instead of aubergine oh, uh, yeah. although they do say a lot of people say when they found out that in the uh, UK we call them aubergine. They actually generally, I think, prefer the sound of aubergine. It is a nice word, isn't it? Aubergine is lovely. Egg, mm. Well, it just aubergine. has unfortunate connotations on the emoji world, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? Mm. Yes. I didn't I know, know that. I, didn't I was, really. I was no, I, literally. I you do learn some things, don't you? My mum always says things like that. She says, you know, you can't say certain words now because they, they automatically have a, a kind of um, rude connotation mm, to them. Yeah. Uh, amount per 100 grams, 25 calories. That's good, isn't it? An aubergine. Is it? Mm. Well, that is good. Do you remember when you used to have to um, sweat them to get all the... Oh, yes, with oh, salt and that, didn't dear. you? What a faff. It was a faff. Yeah. It, that's why I never did it. But now it doesn't matter, no. does it? No, you used to put put them in a, in a colander or whatever and put salt over and let all the juices drain out didn't you? Mm. now the other thing is is talking about the language difference glenn this is going back years and years we have a saying that before we met it's bk i.e before katie if he's speaking yeah. and it's bg if it's i'm speaking so this oh. this is bk <laughs> so and he was in america with another woman but it was BK, really? but it was BK, uh, BK. Yes. Anyway, yeah. they were in America and um, they were taking some souvenirs home to his, his the families. Glenn went into a store and wanted a, a, a muff, like a, a muffler for a, his mum, you know, to, to wear around the neck to take home. Yeah. So he was saying this to this lady and he said, I'll never forget the lady's face. It was hor horrified because in America, that's a term, that's the name for an exhaust. <laughs> 
So he was going to wrap his mother's <laughs> neck in, a, in an exhaust. <laughs> there we are. Yeah. Speaking of mums, things your mum used to say. Well, yours still says it, doesn't she, when she comes out with the things? She does. Yeah. But you can't go out with, with wet hair. No. She'll get a cold. Yeah. Don't uh, have a bath last. after eating. Uh, oh, what's that thing? You know when your face, you pulled a face? Don't stay like that in the wind because it'll, it'll stay that way. The wind will change and you'll stay like that's that. That's it. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Mm. One day you'll thank me. <laughs> <laughs> I must admit, she, she does say a, a lot of things, but she'll also say some things that drive me mad. But the fact is that she'll probably listen to this, so I don't know whether I'd uh, tell you the things that drive me mad about what she says. She'll say things are naughty all the time. So, you know, when it, when I use the word naughty, I mean badly behaved, you mm -hmm. know, that's that's a, a, a naughty child or something like that. But my mum uses it for all sorts of things. So, you know, if there's a, a crack in the pavement, that's a bit naughty, isn't it? And you think, it's just a crack in the pavement, you know. But she, yeah, so I think, I don't know why, but she has a different use of the word naughty. The, the postman delivered my bank statement to next door neighbour. That was very naughty, wasn't it? <laughs> the thing is, Howard, I'm a kindred spirit because I'd say that. That's naughty. That's yeah. not. Yeah, that's naughty. <laughs> that shouldn't have happened. Yeah. Well, she has a very literal way of saying vegetable. So she'll say vegetable like that. As she pronounces every single syllable. <laughs> I, I do eat plenty of vegetables. <laughs> Hang on, how do I say that now? Vegetable. I say vegetable. I do. <laughs> vegetable. Oh, my Lord. What else? That's two things me and your mum do that annoy you. Oh, dear. Uh, <laughs> There's going to be a third. I'd she she used to say, I mean, we do we do laugh about it now, but she used to use the word trotting a lot. So I'm just trotting up to the shops. These I don't I don't I don't use these shoes very often, dude, but they're all right for trotting up and down. In <laughs> do you always say trotting? <laughs> uh, not anymore. So don't worry, Mrs. Middleton. You're not on your own. We can both annoy him now. And I'll put those pictures of Howard in his glasses on our Instagram and Facebook pages. Just look for Shaq Bagley Podcast. Read the pronunciation of our version of Rocket in the States. It's arugula and oregano is oregano. Have a good week. Please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a thing. Thank you for listening and see you next time. Hmm. Naughty Trotting Vegetables. Great name for a band. <laughs>